Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. Today on the show, I'm going to talk about my strained relationship with social media. It's it's a love-hate conflict that I have. Also, I'm going to review some failed celebrity retirements as well as my strange fascination with trains. Hey, it's another week, another show. 12 of them. Can you believe it? I when I look back on these episodes, it uh it's kind of like stepping inside the mind of a crazy person. Um I've had what is it? Alien episode last week. Uh we did a parenting episode. Um I've had a few interviews. Um music sprinkled in all over the place. I basically break all the rules of podcasting, but the main one is to have a specific niche. Um, but I just can't focus on one idea. I've got I got the squirrel brain going on. Uh, I asked my friend Chris if the show was just too sporadic, and he was very supportive. He said, "I always feel like uh, I'm wondering what you're gonna do next, and um, just to keep the content coming." So. Thank you for that, Chris, and thank you for listening, uh, if your name isn't Chris, because um, I know I'm working out some kinks here, so I appreciate you being with me during this ride. So I've had this on-again, off-again relationship with social media. Am I alone on that? You ever had that? It's just, it's a big conflict for me. I, I took a break from it a few years ago, or yeah, for a few years, I guess it was about two years ago, but just had to get away. It was, um, the election was heating up and there was just so much noise from both sides that I just had to, had to back away. And I would go to Facebook like twice a year, you know, to, uh, for Kim's birthday or our anniversary. Um, but selfishly, when I decided to get a podcast going, I had to promote it. So I jumped back in uh, just to, and I have to say that it's nice to be back. I It doesn't seem as negative this time around. So maybe it's a bigger reflection on me uh, that I was, I don't know, more argumentative back then or something. But this time I don't feel uh, all that negativity like I did before. Now there's, you know, there is sometimes when I facepalm and wonder, you know, what the hell people are thinking, like my neighborhood Facebook group. Do you guys have one of these? Um, it's kind of like Nextdoor, uh, that app. Basically, the neighborhood Facebook group in Nextdoor is just a place to be uh, a whiny baby, in my my opinion. Now, to be fair, most of the posts are you know, they're just boring and, and mainly harmless. Um, but some of the comments are actually helpful. Like, Hey, I found a dog or does anybody know a roofer? Uh, helpful stuff. Uh, you know, some of these people though are just, God, they're just the biggest crybabies. Like, uh, here we go. Like this lady, I will call her Barbara. Barbara complains that the garbage truck comes too early. I, how self-important are you, Barbara? I mean, you can't put out your trash the night before. Uh, this dumb post, it got 32 comments. How is there that much to talk about? I mean, the comments actually started on her side at first. 
uh, all these people saying, oh, yeah, you should, you know, call the city and you should uh, file a complaint. That's not fair what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but then, you know, logic kind of took over the crowd at some point and uh, people just said, look, plan ahead. Uh, I doubt this lady's ever did a day of manual labor in her life because if she did, she would know that the sanitation workers want to knock this thing out uh, before the day gets to be 100 degrees outside. She's just completely whining here. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, AJ. AJ wants to know if anyone in this group lives in the La Frontera apartments. And there's, there's two question marks on that question. No good can come from answering yes. Actually, no good could come from answering no. No response on this, which is what AJ got. Um, some extra content, context, some extra context on this thing is that this is AJ's first post and is a new member. So there's some serious red flags. But uh, nobody in the neighborhood has posted uh, a comment on this ridiculous question. So I have to give you credit for that, neighbors. You didn't fall for the shenanigans. Uh, what else we got? Oh, mark your calendars. James is having a game night. I I've seen this guy also post about his Bible study, which is fine. I'm not trying to not Bible study, but I feel like the game night is uh, just kind of a bait and switch thing this guy has going on. There's ulterior motives. I'm on to you, James. Stop trying to save my soul. All right, what else? What else? Oh, this grumpy old man. We will call him Herbert. He posts a video of some kids running up to his door. I guess he's got one of those, uh, you know, cameras or whatever. And they run up to the door, they knock on it, and then run away. And as annoying as that is, I don't think it's a crime. Uh, they didn't try to break in or steal anything, vandalize. It, it's just some punk kids. That's like the oldest uh, trick in the book, actually. I'm sure Herb maybe did it in his day. Maybe he didn't, and that's why you know he's such a grumpy old man now. Um, he even gives his a uh, Herb even gives his location and time of date so we can be on the lookout for these guys. Oh man, this group they actually <laughs> they gave me some guff over the train. Um, my neighborhood has a very active railroad track. Um, someone posted that the city is putting in these new intersections that are gonna allow the train to stop blowing their horns. And I asked the simple question of, am I the only one who is gonna miss the sound of the train? And it was a resounding yes. I would be, in fact, the only one. I swear, these people in their like cush lives where they have silent trains and garbage trucks that just run whenever they want. They don't, they don't appreciate the finer things in life like the haunting sound of a train in the middle of the night. It just sort of blends into your dreams. Uh, reminds me to get up and get a glass of water. It's, it's almost a surreal type of sound. Um, and I looked this up. Most train horns are based on musical chords. Um, so what they do is they don't do them on major chords. This is for you music nerds out there. 
they're based on seventh chords, uh, which are diminished, kind of a, you know, you've heard a train horn, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not just the horn either. I, I love the sound you hear as the wheels go across those uh, rail joints. It, and then it fades away into the distance. I read up on it and uh, apparently they put these gaps in the rails to account for expanding and contracting during the summer to the winter. And that's why it makes that sound, that wonderful rhythm horn together. It's like a symphony almost, like a symphony warming up. Um, but yeah, these, do you ever just look around at our world and marvel at the people that invented things like trains and these rail joints and railroad tracks. It's, man, engineers, thank you. I appreciate that. Because if everybody in the world was like me, uh, we wouldn't have anything like that. It would just be a bunch of loud mouths um, not inventing things. But am I alone on the train thing? I mean, is anybody else out there weird like me and you like the sound of a train or am, am I just completely uh you know complete completely on the island on that one there's so many great songs have been written about trains I mean Paul Simon had a line he said uh there's something magical about the sound of a train I uh I love his new album I don't know if you if you've heard that it's it's supposed to be well it is it's his uh, last album and it's very jazzy it uh, not like some of the other Paul Simon albums that I've heard he uh, he's just got this band that's phenomenal um, he brought in I think pretty much studio musicians for this and uh, just watching or listening I should say. Just listening to that album, it really just, it's a great Sunday afternoon sitting on the porch having a glass of coffee or, or wine and just listening to the amazing musicians on that album. I, I actually like the one prior to this. It was called Stranger to Stranger and it had more electronic elements, um, uh, which is, you might say, doesn't fit with Paul Simon, but um, it really worked out. I, I love that song, Wristband. If uh, you've heard that one, it's it's very catchy. It, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe Paul Simon would make an album that I'd be getting this much into, but he's just that good. Um, but he did announce that this is his last album. He's retiring from music. And I find it odd when artists do that. They, I mean, do they want us to beg them to keep doing it is because if so it's working here paul um i maybe it's a marketing technique uh like we don't need you to put in a two-week notice uh just you know here let's look at this list of celebrities who hold on let me pull this up here the list of celebrities that have failed at retiring it, i was surprised to see some of the names here uh, the first one that pops up is Daniel Craig. Uh, apparently, after 2015's Spectre, he said he would rather slash his wrist than make another than make another James Bond movie. But he came back, <laughs> so that that's him. Who else do we got here? Cher. Uh, 
In 2005, she wrapped up her Living Proof, the farewell tour, uh, which she, of course, claimed would be her final concert. Three years later, she started back up again in 2004, and she hasn't stopped since. Uh, so epic fail there. Who else do we have? Um, Jay-Z. Wow, I didn't realize that. But yeah, he retired back in 2003 after the Black Album. But I guess I hadn't realized that because he's been very successful since then. Uh, what is this? Five uh, platinum selling records since then. So he even had a, a funny quote about it. He said it was the worst retirement in history. So, but I don't think Jay-Z should retire at all. Keep going. Uh, who else? Emma Watson. I, I can't even, I think she was in Harry Potter, whatever. You're too young to retire. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. He had in 92, he had a farewell tour with no more tears and then three years later, he returned and kind of like Jay-Z, he had a funny sort of, he, he took it in stride. He realized what he was doing it and uh, he, he called it the Retirement Sucks Tour, which is pretty awesome. Uh, who else do we have? Don't know that guy. Um, oh, wow. Barbara Streisand. Uh, in 2000, she had basically the most expensive farewell tour in history. Uh, with attendees paying over $1,000 to see Streisand for the, quote, last time. And then in 2006, <laughs> she came back, and man, those fans were upset. Can you imagine you pay like $1,200 to go see Barbara Streisand? I mean, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine paying $20, but if you're the super fan and you're paying $1,200 and then... Three years later, she comes back. I would be asking for a refund. That's probably grounds for a lawsuit, I think. But yeah, I I don't. I guess if anybody can retire, it's Paul Simon. You know, he's been doing this since he was sixteen. So I'm being selfish by hoping that he fails at retirement. But uh, if you do, you've given me plenty of good music. So thank you, sir. God bless you. <laughs> Uh, but if actually if I were to give you one musical recommendation that you listen to if you only listen to one thing uh, which is probably one thing too many but if you were to listen to my recommendation I would have to steer you towards the new Leon Bridges album um, it is really good it's a second album I good thing that's what it's called and man, this time around, the first album I, I thought was brilliant. He kind of was compared to Sam Cooke or some of the old R&B from the 60s. And this time he still has those elements, but I feel like he's really coming into his own voice. And it's just, it's a great album. It's a, it's a good date night album. We were, Kim and I were listening to it on the way down downtown to have some dinner and it just really puts you in the mood for a romantic evening it's it's uh it's good stuff and while we were down there we're about to cross the street uh we park and we're at this intersection pedestrians were walking and these scooters come barreling down and 
almost hit us. Uh, we had to stop abruptly. And they had to be going, oh, sorry, that was, uh, that was my coffee there. Um, they had to be going like 15 miles an hour. It almost uh, took us out. <laughs> but apparently these scooters just show up in towns. It's a company called Bird and Lime. And they've just shown up in Austin, uh, as well as some other cities, and they just drop a bunch of scooters. They don't let any local government or law enforcers know, and it it's just kind of a, a you know, it's chaos for a while. I mean, these things, if they haven't already, they are going to cause some accidents. You've got drunk people downtown driving around on electric scooters, it can't be good. But like this is a time bomb of a bad ideas or bad things to happen. <laughs> it's not going to end well. If they if they haven't already, I mean, they're going to regulate these things. I can't see them just keeping these things, uh, you know, as is. Um, I think UT has even started uh, giving out fines for reckless scooter driving. So hopefully they can crack down. What I really should do is go down and rent one of these scooters so that I can do it before they, uh, you know, really put the kibosh on this whole thing. And it's, it's a conflict for me because I like alternative methods of transportation other than cars. I think it's great. Uh, I mean, I even went on the, uh, the light rail one year, uh, down here, which, was a great idea going down. It was during South by Southwest. I went downtown on the light rail and it was, I thought to myself, this is the best kept secret in Austin. And then when we came back, it was a whole different story. There was a line that took almost an hour to get through, to get back on the train. But me being cheap, I refused to try to get a cab. And I mean, it was South by, so it was impossible to get a cab. But it wasn't too bad. It was a lively bunch there on the train. But my point is, I love alternative ways of transportation. But yeah, these scooters aren't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to stick around. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I guess I should talk about my coffee here, right? I, I am. This is the name of the show, after all, the coffee buzz. This week, I'm drinking Kona Red. It's a cold brew. Um of course, on the cold brew kick, as I've mentioned. And I should say Kim got me the Kona Red. I mean, she's so sweet. I just opened the refrigerator, and she has new coffee for me all the time. It's so awesome. I'm a lucky dude that way. But uh, Kona Red, uh, this coffee, it comes from Hawaii, as you might have guessed. They have three flavors, uh, vanilla, espresso, and original. I went with the original. Um, what's interesting is they not only use the beans of the coffee, but they also use the coffee fruit uh, because the coffee plant not only has beans, but it has these berries. And so most coffee makers throw the berries out. Uh, they don't use them, but these guys use the whole thing. Um, I like the idea of using all the coffee plant, but I think there's a reason most people throw it out and it just, it makes kind of a sweet aftertaste. Uh, I don't hate it, I would say, but I mean, I'm not going to be throwing out the rest of this bottle, but um, it's, I don't know that I would buy it again. I probably won't unless they're out of all the other brands that I love. 
Um, but hey, I gotta keep I gotta keep these reviews honest with you. You know, I want to make sure that I don't steer you wrong. <laughs> um, I can't have you out there drinking subpar coffee. It, it it's like the one thing that I can offer you as a uh, as some sort of benefit, hopefully, for listening to this show, which I definitely appreciate. And thank you so much. Please check out my website, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, get on my uh, Facebook page so I can have interesting people to interact with instead of uh, Herbert. So uh, just look me up, The Coffee Buzz, on Facebook. Thank you again and have a great week.